it is it is one of the greatest tools for communication. It's one that's like shared understanding of astrology. Um, so what we were just talking about was life and death right there. Um, is we're in a transition right now into the age of Aquarius. So there's a great turning of the wheel, like in the procession of the equinox. Now we don't necessarily need to know, like understand everything that that means, but essentially Aquarius is the water bearer and he brings the water that merges, that mixes the waters of the spirit and the earth. And all the prophecies talk about the the fires from heaven or the great purification that is to come or you know like thinking it back to the indigenous ones right there um and all of that is kind of referring to is the fires of the ether returning so we literally just crossed the axis not of like our even our earthly uh procession but of our universal procession around our galaxy right now. We just cross this procession. And I would say the ether on Earth is like, is exponentially greater. Like the, the heavenly fire all around us, like this permeating field of ether and life force is super strong on Earth right now. And, and like that's the fires from heaven. And what this causes is either souls can integrate it and they awaken to higher levels of consciousness or souls get tight and rigid against it and they get sicker and sicker and sicker until they walk through the streets without a spark in their eye in very heavy bodies. Um, like, like the Hopi prophecy said, you know? And so like the fires have been returning and, that, and that's because we, we transitioned into the next age and age is 2000 years, you know? And like great prophets, messiahs, quetzalcoatls come every 2,000 years on this procession because ether returns. But even on the greater procession now, if we look at a big wheel, that's 26,000 years, if we can imagine that. Okay. At the other side of the, we're right now, we're in the Kali Yuga, which is the Iron Age, which is the Dark Age. Um, and we're at the very end of it. We're about to transition into the Bronze Age. Uh, we're actually transitioning into it. The physical manifestations need to catch up. Um, but essentially, we fell out of Atlantis 30,000 years ago, or uh, about, about that time. And the, the Golden Age started to crumble and as we descended into the Dark Age. And the Dark Age really hit when Atlantis sank uh, about 13,000 years ago, at the end of the Ice Age. And the water, the sea levels rose 400 feet. Um, and then we had a little mini golden age in this younger dryas period. And that mini golden age is when the masters of wisdom came and they brought the, the religion of the sun and the true teachings to all of these races of aboriginals across the continents to create time capsules for this time right now. Because these masters of wisdom knew that we were descending into the, the dark ages where consciousness would descend and everything would be distorted and tainted. So what they did is they went to the Ojibwa people, they went to the Hopi people, they went to, you know, the Inca, the Aztec, the Mayan, they went to the Celtic, they went to Egypt, they went to Sumeria, they went to, you know, like all these great nations in, in, out in China too, and established the religion of the sun in all these places. And that's why there's such similarities 
uh, cross-culturally in the symbolism and the teaching, the mystery teaching. They established houses of mystery and brought agriculture and all this stuff. And then the, 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 the second little ice age ended, uh, like, like, and there was a huge flood again. And the master's wisdom left. They did their job. They brought the knowledge and the wisdom to all these like different races that are like basically were just hunter gatherers before that and established them with the mysteries, with initiations, with the religion of the sun. Um, And that brings us up to this time. Now that we're transitioning into the age of Aquarius, we're just coming out of the age of Pisces. And Pisces is split. It's dual. It's the, the symbol of Pisces, which is a water sign, and it's mutable water. And the symbol of it is two fish swimming opposite of each, of each other with their tails tied together. And it's a symbol of like, like basically, like, this, you know, two fish, they can't go anywhere. They're trying to swim opposite directions, tail tied together. And Jesus was a symbol of Pisces, um, actually. And he brought the Pisces era, and that's why he brought a sword, not peace because he was dividing things. Um, and now as we transition into the age of Aquarius, this is interesting, getting to the death part, is Jupiter is the ruler of Pisces. And Jupiter in astrology is usually seen as like benevolent. And he's like the lord of success. But he's also the lord of excess. Like excess, too much, without, without limit, without knowing how to say no more, because he expands everything he goes into. Saturn, on the other hand, is seen as this like Satan god, or or yeah, Satan, Saturn, and like he's the lord of loss, of death. He's the keeper of time. He's the lord of time, and he's the lord of like pain and karma and like all this shit. And people don't like Saturn because of all this. But the thing is, is like Saturn is returning. I don't know if you ever heard of a Saturn return when you turn 27, like. 27 to 30 is when Saturn transits your natal, natal Saturn and Saturn is returning to basically like, yo, how'd you do in the last 27 years of your life? Like, look, I'm, I'm coming back. And if you have karma unpaid, it's going to come up, right? If you have expanded beyond the bounds of law, if you're not in law and harmony, you know, you're going to get a bitch slap to the face. It's a Saturn return. And we're going through a worldwide Saturn return right now. And this is the most beautiful thing that could ever happen because Saturn, in the highest sense, represents law. Law and boundary and order. And this is why Saturn in alchemy is the final door to the divine. He's the eighth ring. He's the, he's the furthest planet. He's the furthest ring of the sun that the soul must ascend through. So our souls ascend through the sun and through all the, the planets leading out to Saturn as we get right with each one of those virtues. But Saturn represents law and loss, in a sense, and higher destiny, too. Um, but so, like, I just had to get into all of that, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was a download that you might want to hear or something. Um, but anyways, <laughs> Saturn getting right with Saturn is we have no relationship with death right now because we like literally the, we only this world, 
like we just consume and produce and like take and everything's so unsustainable. It's so crazy what we're doing. We have like no concept of law. In fact, we're going like transhumanism because we like nature's catching up to us and like earth's about to like shake herself free of all this bullshit. And we're just like, okay, so now we have to go to war with nature and God himself. Uh, uh, because we have like expanded so far beyond law that it seems like it's so primitive and painful to go back there. And the fact that we have no relationship with something beyond death and that death is just this like fearful voodoo thing that we don't talk about. It's not honored. It's not celebrated. And therefore, since we have no relationship with death, we have no relationship with how to, how to let go of things, how to let go of an old life, how to let go you know, of a TV that you don't need, how to let go of the shit that's hurting you, how to let go and die. Like death is the most essential thing in life because without it, our ego will never be able to shed its skin and actually like let the soul evolve again. It's because we don't know how to die.